you are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A very information-filled Monday show for you as quite a few things happened over this weekend. We'll get into everything involving charity season, filming in New Orleans over the weekend, and what it means going forward. At the end of last week, Gabby appeared on Caitlin's Off the Vine podcast. There's something that I'm confused on about what she said. We are also going to talk about just reality shows in general. And then probably the biggest news of the weekend, Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn call it quits. After six years of dating, if you don't think I have thoughts on this, then you don't know me. You don't know me at all. That's from Vanilla Ice from Cool as Ice, 1989. We'll get to that momentarily. All right, let's begin. When we last left everybody, they were filming The Bachelorette in New Orleans for episode five. And on that day, Friday's podcast, she had just had a one-on-one on Thursday with Joe Joey Graziati. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I apologize. And I also told you on Friday, there's something pretty major going on this season, something that's happened this season, and I will get some more details over the weekend. What I was hoping would happen would be that no other pictures would get out this weekend. And I'd just be able to tell you on Monday, today. But since the group date pictures did not get out on Friday, but her one-on-one date on Saturday got out where she ran in the Crescent Classic. Well, I'm not going to sit here and say her and her date ran the 10K because they didn't. They appeared in it. They showed up. I highly, highly doubt just by looking at the pictures that they participated in the whole thing. But once it was revealed who that guy was, then all you had to do was put two and two together to realize what I had known on Friday, which was Charity only has six guys left in episode five. That is something we have never seen in this franchise before. If you go back to just some of the past seasons, in episode five, Michelle had 11 guys left. Katie had 12 guys left. Becca had 12 guys left. Gabby and Rachel, although there were two of them, so there's going to be a little bit more, had 14 guys left in episode five. Charity has six. So I knew that was a big thing. We haven't seen them ever get down to six people so quickly into the season. And we know that she had 14 in episode three because we had 12 guys on the Barbie doll date, and then she had two one-on-ones, one with Brayden and one we don't know yet. So, but whoever that one was that she did have a one-on-one with in San Diego, he didn't even make it to New Orleans because all six guys that were left in New Orleans were on the Barbie date because I had misidentified her Saturday one-on-one in New Orleans uh, on the Barbie date. So, first things first, her date on Saturday was with Doton. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I Again, we don't know. These guys haven't been on TV yet. We can only go off what we see on the internet. D-O-T-U-N, 
Doton? Doton? I don't know. But he was somebody I did not have a last name yet for. There's only three guys on this season that I don't have a last name yet for. But he was found. Doton Olubeko. He's 30. When they released the cast, they had him in Brooklyn, New York. The guy ran track at Chico State. His LinkedIn says he's in Fresno. I think he's still on the West Coast, but again, I, I don't know. Just found him on Saturday. But unless he doesn't update his LinkedIn, which is very possible, most people don't, <laughs> maybe he is living in on the East Coast. But his LinkedIn says Fresno, and he went to college at Chico State, which is West Coast. So once I saw that Doton was on Saturday's one-on-one date, it was there was no point to wait until today to tell everybody she's only got six guys left. I knew it on Friday, and I was hoping no pictures got out, but they did, so I said, okay, here you go, and I tweeted it out this weekend. She only has six guys left, Doton, Xavier, Sean, Joey, Tanner, and Aaron B. Those are the only six left. There was a group picture on Thursday before she went on her date with she took Sean on her date where she was sitting down with all six men. And we know once they get to a city, the lead sometimes will meet up with the whole group that is left and then say, hey, so-and-so, you've got today's one-on-one, and that's exactly what happened on Thursday with Joey. So that's where I knew because the pictures that I had in Washington were with guys that are no longer on the show. Remember I told you I had a group date picture of guys in the lobby before going on the group date? There are six guys in the picture, but there were clearly more that were being covered up that I couldn't see, but I could tell they were guys from the show. So here's the thing. I don't know the breakdown, but when she started episode three in San Diego, uh, in San Diego we know she had one one-on-one with Braden. She had a 12-guy group date, and then she had another one-on-one. And we know to start New Orleans, which was two episodes later, she has only six left. So from the time she began episode three to the time she began episode five, she eliminated eight men. Now, I say she eliminated. It could mean she sent somebody home on a one-on-one. She, somebody could have self-eliminated. Or she could have sent people home at the rose ceremony. So all we know is eight people went home from the time they started the episode in San Diego to the time they started the episode in New Orleans. So San Diego, then remember they went to Washington, and then they were in New Orleans. But she only had six in New Orleans. So we know the end point was six, and we know the beginning point in episode three was 14. So eight guys, gonzo. And, you know, that's my job over the next few weeks to find out I mean, I think I know who the 14 were. We Well, we pretty much know who the 14 were because we have all 12 identified from the group date. We know that Braden went on one of the one-on-ones, and I'll find out who went on the other one-on-one in San Diego. But now we're looking at, okay, we know 14 were here in San Diego. I know 13 of the 14. We all know 13 of the 14. And we know the six that made it to New Orleans. So it's just a matter of who left when. And I have an idea who made it to Washington because I've got a couple guys that didn't make it to New Orleans in that Washington group date picture. So I just got to put it all together. And like I said, I usually like putting that together at the very end when I release, you know, episode by episode spoilers, if I can get to that point. If not, I'll just be like, hey, here, here you go. But the main thing right now is a lot of people are like, whoa, 
Charity's really taking control of her season and she's not messing around. And, you know, all I can tell you is this, and I say this every season for Bachelor or Bachelorette, when the show starts filming, Charity has no control over anything. Charity doesn't say, you know what? I feel like getting rid of eight guys over a span of two episodes. That's not how it works. That's not how the show has ever worked. They control every single thing on this show. The bottom line is Charity is going to have a shorter season than past leads, whether it's nine episodes or ten episodes. But there's no way she has an 11-episode season at this point when she's basically going to hometowns starting this week. And that's going to be episode six. Hometowns is usually episode eight. So they can double up somewhere and extend out an episode, maybe have a two-night finale. That would give her ten episodes, which is only one episode less than previous leads. It's not like she's getting majorly screwed here. Maybe on the travel, which we'll get to in a second. But I think people are looking at it wrong when they think that somehow Charity is controlling this season. I guarantee we don't know what the episode allotment that ABC has for this summer is. They know it. They know how many hours they're allowed to dedicate to charity season. Charity didn't start her season and basically ABC says, hey, whatever you do, charity, it's your show. Eliminate as many as you want or as little as you want. We don't care. Your show, just go with it. No. They sit her down and say, hey, you have to eliminate X amount of guys by this time. That's how the show works. So her getting down from 14 down to six in a matter of two episodes, probably four, four, maybe one episode had five and the next episode had three. We don't know for sure yet, but it had nothing to do with how charity felt about her men. It had everything to do with this is how the show is formatted for her particular season. But we as the audience do not know the hours yet. We don't know how many hours she's getting and how many episodes she's getting. All we know is the premiere date, June 26th. That's it. And it's premiering an hour later. So here we are, six guys that go to New Orleans, and they're going down to four as last night was rose ceremony number five. No, I do not know. It's only been hours since it happened. I do not know who the final four is just yet. But let's talk about this right now. I do believe that hometowns are starting this week. As soon as I know, I will let you know. By the time you listen to this, I might already have the first location for hometowns because they would start tomorrow, and then they would be every other day. Now, for charity, and like I said, the locations, she has not traveled out of the United States just yet. I don't know where she's going for overnights and final rose ceremony, but my guess is because they've stayed domestic, for everything up to hometowns, my guess is she will get an international location for overnights and rose ceremony. What does that mean? I think people are reading into that too much. I don't know what it means, and nobody else knows what it means. But to say, oh, there's no money for this show anymore, or they're screwing charity on purpose, they're not doing that. It's their show. They can do what they want, and they can travel where they want. I think when you look into future seasons, this is the first time outside of pandemic seasons that were filmed in, you know, one location. I didn't get that. Could you try again? Um, shut up, Apple Watch. What do you mean I didn't get that? Try again. I, what did I even say? 
Weird. Anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, it's what the show is choosing to do. I know people want to love to play conspiracy theorists when it comes to this show, but it's just, again, it's just a bunch of people guessing and speculating. Nobody cares about your guesses and your speculation. See what I mean? It's just like, it, this happens every season. The latest and greatest and the new fan favorite, the one who was just on the one-on-one where we saw pictures of them holding hands and kissing, that all of a sudden is the new favorite. I have no idea who the favorite is. All I do know is there's six guys left, and Doton, Xavier, Sean, Joey, Tanner, or Aaron B. is going to propose to charity at the end of this thing. Why? Because the numbers tell me so. The Bachelorette always gets proposed to. Outside of Jen Sheft, pretty much has happened every season. So, I wouldn't read too much into locations, and, you know, when you talk about the episodes, even that, Yes, it has moved fast, but this show started filming on Tuesday, March 21st. Today is April 10th. It's been basically, what, 20, 21 days? Three weeks of filming, and she's already down to her final four. On a normal season, you'd be 28 days into filming and be down to your final four. So it's not like a major, major thing is happening here in terms of her not getting, en- getting enough time with her men. Are you really going to squabble over three weeks versus four weeks? As we know, the whole premise of the show is ridiculous to begin with because at the end of this thing, Charity will be getting engaged to a guy that she was on a show with that filmed for six weeks. Past seasons? The Bachelorettes were getting engaged to a guy that they were on filming a show with for seven weeks. Is there really much of a difference? No, they're both ridiculous. Because not only are you getting engaged to a person that you barely know, and probably the amount total amount of hours you spent with them is 72 to 96 hours over the course of those six or seven weeks, this is also a guy that you cannot text at the end of the night, a guy you cannot FaceTime at the end of the night, a guy you cannot call at the end of the night, and a guy that... While you're seeing him, you're also seeing a bunch of other guys. So, as we know, the whole premise is ridiculous. That's why I don't think Charity getting screwed out of a week is really a big deal in the grand scheme of things anyway. We know there's going to be an engagement at the end of this thing. There always is on The Bachelorette. And it's just a matter of, will it work? Chances are, probably not. The numbers aren't great. We know this. This is just facts. This is an opinion. I don't know anything about these guys, really. Doton, Xavier, Sean, Joey, Tanner, Aaron B. Well, I shouldn't say I don't know anything about them, but I, I, you know, we don't know them. We haven't seen how they've acted on television. We haven't seen how they've treated charity. We don't know too much about them. But what I can say is I don't think a week less of filming is doing her some major disservice. She's still getting to go on one-on-one dates. She's still getting to go on group dates. She's just getting... One less location. I don't think that's going to play too much of a role in what she does, to be honest with you. That's my personal opinion because it's ridiculous anyway. Whether it's six weeks of filming or seven weeks of filming, which is what a normal season is, it's still ridiculous to be getting, getting engaged anyway. And we all know the engagement at the end of this show is just that. A product of what the show wants you to do. It's at that point is when the relationship starts. So I don't read too much into this. She gets engaged at the end of this thing. Great. 
That point forward will determine how strong this relationship is, not how much time they spent together during filming, because it's minimal. We know it's minimal, whether it's six weeks of filming or seven weeks of filming. So I wouldn't read too much into that. We're down to the final six, or now we're down to the final four after the rose ceremony last night. I will find out what exactly I can, and I will be tweeting stuff out, or maybe I'll have a new update tomorrow morning on the Daily Roundup. But that's where we're at with charity season. I wouldn't read too much into it, really. Uh, you shouldn't. And like I said, there's new favorites. Every time a new pictures get out of somebody on a date after Thursday, it was like, oh, my God, Joey's the front runner. And now after Saturday, it's, oh, my God, don't you don't know who anything is. Nobody knows anything about what's going on this season outside of the people that are filming the show and the people that were part of the show. I don't know who the favorite is. Nobody does. But just because you see a picture doesn't mean anything, you know? So. Look, I get that people's job and and the, they like to have fun and speculate, but to me, it I, it's obvious why it's being done, and it's just, to me, it's just silly. I think the whole thing is silly. You've never, ever heard me, ever, while the show is filming, say, hey, everyone, here's who I think is going to be the final four. We're only in week four, and I know who it's, I don't know shit. <laughs> I say it every season. I don't know shit until I'm told this is what happens. Bingo. And that's all I care about. So, I don't know. I just think it's so silly to put all that stuff out there. And especially when it's constantly changing. It's like, okay, but you already told us your Final Four three weeks ago. And now it's changed. Like, great. Who cares? So, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, um, that's where we're at with charity season. And now I'm going to push the uh, Gabby stuff to tomorrow because I want to talk about Taylor Swift. Unfortunately, late breaking news on Saturday night reported by Entertainment Tonight first and then everyone else reported it, Us Weekly, People, Time, Page Six, everybody, um, that Taylor has broken up with boyfriend Joe Alwyn and they have actually been broken up for a few weeks. Now, obviously, Swifties are losing their fucking shit over this and going over every single thing that Taylor has said in an interview going over all the set list stuff. And just on a basic level, at least for me, someone who doesn't love the conspiracy theories and, and deep dives into every single clue that Taylor does, and I, and I get it. She does like giving hints and clues to things that are coming up in her life here and there. And I leave that for the nerds to do that. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I'm just looking at it practically from the outside. I do know it's very obvious that on the lover album london boy is about joe and cornelia street is a street in london so clearly that that song reminds uh taylor of joe when she when we first start when she first started this tour in arizona then vegas and then dallas the only three cities she's been to so far and we've all seen the set list it was interesting i always found it interesting that London Boy and Cornelia Street were not part of her set list. I thought those were two of the better songs on Lover, the Lover album. But I didn't think much of it. I was just like, oh, well, she's got nine albums she's got to incorporate into a three-hour show. She's giving us 44 songs. Clearly not every song can make it. And those two, I just felt, didn't make the cut for whatever reason. I think now, knowing that before this tour started, she was no longer with Joe, to me... It makes sense why she's not singing London Boy and Cornelia Street. 
She hasn't used them in the set list, and she hasn't used either of them as her secret song yet. That's about as deep as I'll go in terms of Taylor Swift conspiracies and whatnot. What I'm looking at now is what's going to be really interesting because she's always been private about her love life. And you say, Steve, what are you talking about? She writes songs about all of her exes. Yeah, but she doesn't name them. People love to guess on that stuff on who's what or whatever. She's never said in an interview, yes, this song's about this guy, this song's about this guy. It's just people piecing stuff together. With Joe, yes, there's been shots of them on vacation and stuff like that, but it's like very shady stuff where paparazzi got a hold. These two just don't go out in public and make a spectacle of themselves. She can't. She's the most popular pop star in the world. She has to live a different life than anybody else. And I'm sure that's not easy on a relationship, but here we are six years into relationship. Taylor Swift is 33 years old and we get a breakup right before this tour that says it was amicable and the relationship had just run its course. Okay. Look, I don't know anything. I have no spoilers when it comes to Taylor Swift and her love life. What I do know is this. I think because she's in the middle of a tour, that basis of, hey, it was amicable, your relationship just ran its course, that seems a little sketchy to me. Not saying that cheating was involved or anything like that. There's something juicy. But what I do know is... She's right in the prime. I believe I've heard interviews of her saying she wants to have a family someday. She's 33 years old. She's in a six-year relationship with a guy that, number one, people thought they secretly got married. You've heard that. I mean, everybody thinks she's been married to Joe and just didn't say anything because she's so private about her private life and her her love life. Clearly, they never got married. But everybody thought because this was the longest one that had lasted with her, This was the guy. This is it. This was the guy she was going to settle down with and have a family. And maybe after the era's tour is when they start, you know, get the, you know, get engaged, get married, start having kids and, you know, whatever the case may be. So I don't know anything, but my personal opinion is this is not amicable. Not that one has to hate the other one and it was bad and it was nasty, and there were fights and all this. I don't know. But an amicable breakup with someone that you've been with for six years, right when you're 33, that seems to me like literally a lifestyle difference that these two weren't on the same page. And that can't be easy when you've literally spent six years with somebody and then determine, oh, wait, you don't want this, I want this, or you want that, and I want this, and, oh, just ran it. I mean, To say these two just ran its course after six years, I I can understand. I I can understand why they put something like that out because of the position that she's in right now. She's in the middle of a tour. But, man, Tampa this weekend is her next stop, and, boy, everybody's going to be dialed in to how she acts on Thursday night because she's there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and this is her first tour, clearly she has known personally in Arizona, Las Vegas, and Dallas that she no longer had a boyfriend. Now she knows the whole world knows that she no longer has a boyfriend. And what does she say? When she takes the guitar before Lover, what does she say? Because she loves speaking before a lot of her songs. Will she flat out address it and say, 
Yeah, you heard all the reports. Me and Joe are no longer together. No, she will never in a million years say that. I doubt she'll even mention him by name. But you know the way she is at her concerts, before songs and the way she talks, talking about, like, you ever been in a, a time in your life where things have been really hard and you've been really down on yourself? It'll be something along those lines and everyone's going to read into it. That's how she rolls. She's never going to sit here and tell the Tampa audience, I had the hardest breakup right before this tour started. I just, I don't think that's going to happen. But you can bet your ass that everybody is going to be locked in to this Thursday night and what her secret songs are. They're already dissecting the reason she changed from Invisible String to the one in Dallas was because she was no longer with Joe and Invisible String is all about their relationship. Well, the relationship seemed to have ended before the tour even started and she sang Invisible String on the first couple cities. So did she just get to a point where she's like, I can't sing this? And you're going to be like, well, what about Lover? Well, she can't not sing Lover. It was the most important song on the Lover album. She just has to fight her way through that, I guess. But, yeah, I personally think not singing London Boy and not singing Cornelia Street is probably just for her own sake. Because I got to imagine, this is not going to be easy for her. And I kind of feel bad for her. Because for the next four months, five months, until this tour ends in August, at least the U.S. tour ends in August at SoFi Stadium in L.A., she's going to have to deal with rumors and innuendo and what people are going to report about her relationship and why it ended. And she's got to fight through it and still got another 45 to 50 concerts to put on. So, man, I feel bad. Breakups suck. I got to think a breakup at this level sucks even more. A breakup with somebody you've been with for six years sucks even more. It's not like this guy was just a fling and she had only been with him for six months. This is the guy that not only has been with her for six years, people actually thought they were married. And one thing I also want to report, this goes back to my biggest problem with Duxmoy, Dumois. You know, Dumois was posting stuff on their blind items, people emailing in, and people emailing in literally the exact opposite. Dumois, after this news broke on Saturday night, was posting emails they had got earlier in the week from people saying, oh my gosh, I heard Taylor and Joe broke up. And they've been broken up for a few weeks. And then Dumois is also posting emails that literally said, I know someone who lives in London and runs a venue and they have secretly gotten married. They just haven't told anybody. It's just like, okay, so clearly that person is flat out dead wrong, yet Dumois throws it out there and they're probably the ones who had people believing Taylor and Joe were married. This is exactly what I'm talking about. You're just throwing so much shit against the wall and if something sticks, you'd be like, yeah, I had that. Well, no, you didn't because you posted something the exact opposite. Yes, did someone send them an email that Taylor and Joe broke up? Of course. But she also posted emails of people saying no, they are together and they are married or they're about to get engaged and I know someone who works with Joe and I know someone in London and a venue. and all. It's just like this is exactly what I'm talking about. Dumois is not helping the situation and I wish they would go away, but of course they won't. And they'll just keep posting stuff and have everybody freaking out and believing everything they write. And they vet absolutely nothing. So 
It's unfortunate. I feel bad for Taylor. I'm going to be tuned into TikTok on Thursday night looking at clips from the concert in, at, at uh, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa to see what she says, if anything, if her set list changes, if she starts crying during it. Some people have said there are clips from her in Dallas where when she was playing the piano, it seemed like she might have teared up during one of the songs. So uh, now that we know that she's broken up, now it's like, oh, look, she was crying during this portion of the song. You know, uh, this is this has got to be really hard for her. She's not someone that ever addresses her private life in public. So she's got basically 50 more shows to put on in the U.S. I'm really curious to see how she handles this, but she's got to go through with it. The show must go on. And she's clearly known since before the tour started that she didn't have a boyfriend anymore and they had broken up. She's gotten through the first three weeks, first three cities, fairly unscathed. But now that America knows... She has to deal with that, that everybody in that audience Thursday night in Tampa is going to be on pins and needles waiting for her to say, do, or sing something that addresses this. She'll never address it directly because she never has, but we know Taylor and her clues and her hints and all this stuff. So uh, I don't envy her. I feel bad for her, but... You know, uh, I, I'm, just, I'm sure she's still going to put on a great show. It's not going to be any different than what I saw in Dallas. She's an excellent performer, but this can't be easy. And uh, I, I wish, I wish the speculation would stop. But we all know the next five months is going to be nothing but a bunch of rumors and innuendo. And Ducks Moy is going to be posting more and more emails from people that say, oh, I know why they broke up and here's why. And it's just going to be like not vetted information. And then people are going to run with that thinking that's true, just like they thought Taylor and Joe got married because it was being posted on Ducks Moy. You know, this is, it sucks. The whole thing sucks. I wish Taylor the best. And I wish you all the best. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. This one went a little long today. We had a lot to talk about. 20 minutes on charity season, 10 minutes on Taylor, and we'll get back to some more uh, Bachelor-related stuff, Bachelorette-related stuff uh, in tomorrow's episode. So thank you all for listening. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. Really appreciate it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!